Sahim Dafnun He, the last thing we were discussing was doing Melacha on Tisha Be'av compared to any other Ta'anit Sibur, comparing it to uh, uh, to uh, Yom Kippur. And we saw the Gabe Melacha on Tisha Be'av, there's the places that have Menhag to do, places that don't have Menhag to do. And Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel said that a person should always make himself like a Tamid Hacham, meaning go ahead and do it, don't worry about people thinking that you're a Gava, that you're not working on the Be'av. And with that, we will start Nunehe Amud Aleph, first line in the middle of the line, where it says, Ubchol Makom Tamid Hachamim. Tamid Hachamim are off that day, there is no Yeshiva, there is no Kolel that day. And Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel says, everyone, you should make yourself a Tamid Hacham, take the day off. The Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Sabar lo hashin on the Yuara. It sounds like Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel is not worried about people thinking that you're a gava. The Rabbanan Sabre hashin on the Yuara and Rabbanan. It sounds like they're worried that uh, you'll have a gava. But in general, we heard the exact opposite that Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel is worried about gava and Rabbanan are not. Itnan hatan imyetzeli kol kriyat shema alayla rishon hatan who's patur from kriyat shema. If he wants to read that first night, kore. And Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer, local outside Hashem, not anyone who wants to say Kriyat Shema he told. Not everyone who thinks he's a he's uh, he's a, a more Yarechet, he's more Parush, he's more Vitamid Hacham. Not everyone can do whatever he wants. So Amar Yohanan, Muhlefet Shita, you have to say the opposite. And Rav Shisha Bere, the Rav Idi Amar Lotipuk, don't flip it. Rabbis are not contradicting themselves. Everyone's working. You're not working. It looks like you're a gava. You think you're tamid hakan. Everyone's reading kachima. He's also reading. It doesn't look like a gava. And Rabbanan Shimon Megamliel, Rabbanan Shimon Megamliel is also Lokasha, it's not contradicting. Hatan by Hatan, who the Bainan Kavana, you need Kavana. Ve'anan Sadan, we know for a fact, the Lomatse Kavne Date, the guy can't have Kavana, therefore, if, if, just by him going to pray Arvit, it Mechazeki Yuara. Aval Hacha, but a person's not working on the Shabbat, Lomechazeki Yuara, it doesn't look like he's a Gaava, he's not working. How many people are going to say, uh, he doesn't have work today, he's, he's sitting there, he has, you know, he's just not working. Go look and see how many people uh, don't go to work. A lot of people are unemployed. Okay, the next Mishnah. In Yehuda, they would work up until Hatzot. In the Galil, they wouldn't work, period, that day. Halayla, the night of the 14th, the night before, Leila said there, Bet Shemai Osrin, Bet Shemai said, no work, Bet Hilel, Matirin, Adanetz There, you could go to work, not a problem, until the Nets. Now, just based on that, tana minaga. In the beginning, you're telling me minhag that the makom shinhagu to do melacha not. Basof, then you're telling me tana isura that bet shemai is oser, and it looks like the mahlokit bet shemai beti lel that uh, it's an asur mutar thing has nothing to do with minhag. Amar biyohana lakasha har bimeir har bihuda. Rabbi Meir is the one who holds it's all talui ba minhag, and Rabbi Yehuda holds it's a din. It's either asur mutar detanya. Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, Rabbi Yehuda, you all seen melacha be'arve pesachim at hatzot. 
in Yehuda they would work Erev Pesach up until midday. Ubagalil inan osin kolaikar and begalil they wouldn't work altogether. Amalor bimeir maraya. What's the proof you're bringing me from Yehuda begalil lekant? If it's over here. Ela, you have to say, Makom shinagu laasot melacha osin. A place to have a minhag to do melacha they do. And Makom shinagu shelo laasot and osin. Makom that they don't have a minhag, you don't work. Now, midikamar be meir minhag. When Rabbi Meir is saying the word minhaga, it all depends on minhag. Miklal Rabbi Yehuda isura kamar. It sounds like Rabbi Yehuda is talking halachal emaseh din, not a minhag. And it sounds like bnei Yehuda are matir and bnei Galil are oser. And Rabbi Yochanan says that has to be the machloket between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Otherwise, you would have no other way to explain why in Yehuda they did work. So now the Gemara asks, v'savar Rabbi Yehuda ba'asar mutar ba'asiyat melacha. Does Rabbi Yehuda really hold your letter work on the 14th when you said Bnei Yehuda Matirin? V'atanya Rabbi Yehuda Omer Hamnakesh bishloshasar person is weeding out his yard on the 13th of Nisan V'ni'akera be'yado and wheat or something just got pulled out and he wants to put it back in Shotla bimkom atit Put it wherever there's mud and don't plant in a place that is dry because in a place that's muddy it's going to root much faster and anything that's rooted already before Hakravata Omer the Omer is Matirit that means I could still eat it this year but if it didn't root till after Hakravata Omer then I have to wait till next year Pesach in order to be able to, to eat it this is the whole Hadash and Yashan thing. Now, bottom line is, what are we midayakov here? Bishlosha asar in. On the 13th, you're allowed to do this weeding work. Uh, however, be'arba asar lo, you're not allowed to do it. Why? Because we're understanding that the 14th, you're not allowed to work. And you have to say, when Rabbi Uda was matir to do this on the 13th, he was coming to tell you not the 14th. Not the 14th. Why? We heard the Buddha saying, "Call her kava any grafting, whenever you're putting a wheat, for example, back into the ground. If it doesn't root within three days, it'll never root again. And if the fourteenth is mutar to work, why do you have to say the thirteenth? You can do it on the 14th, and you have the 14th, you have the 15th, and you have uh, the, some of the 16th, and we'll count that as three days. We're going with the pretense that a little bit of the 14th, let's say even half the 14th, and half the 16th, plus the, the 15th, well, that's considered three days. No, the Amishnas Bagalil Shan. We're talking about uh, in the Galil, and for them it's Asur to work on the 14th. But what about the, the night of the 14th, which even according to the, the people of the Galil, it's Mutar to work? That this Mishnah is going according to Bet Shemai, that the night of the 14th is even Asur for the people in the Galil. Ravashe says, You could say even Kebeti Lel. And what's the story? Nobody weeds at night. And again, we're back to uh, just saying that it's in the Galil. Rabbi Naamar, Le'olam, Be'uda. We could even just say it's Yehuda. And Be'hashrasha, when it comes to rooting, we need the, those three full days. You need to do it three days before Akravat Omer. 
We'll say two and change days. And that change, that little, an hour or two in, the, in that third day, will count it as a full day. However, to say two days, so meaning a part of the 14th, part of the 16th, and the full 15th, that's already way too much. And that's why we had to say the 13th, and we have really no proof like the 14th. Could be he is Matir on the 14th. Now the next Mishnah, Rabbi Meir Omer, Kol Melacha Shethil Bakodem Larbasar. If I started a Melacha before the 14th, Gomra Barbasar, you could even finish it on the 14th, even in a place that they have Melagna to do work. Avaloit Hilba Bithila Be Arbasar, don't start it on the 14th. Alpha Pisha Kol Gomra. Even if you could finish it, they don't start it. There's three professions that are allowed to work out of Pesach until Hatzot because their their occupation is very, very Hashuv. The tailors, the saparin, the barbers, the laundry people. Even the, the shoemakers. The Gemara now asks, When we say you're allowed to finish your work, is it dafka if you plan on whatever you're working on is for the holiday? But if it's not for the holiday, you cannot even finish it, even if you could finish it that day? Or we're even talking about you're able to finish it even if it's not a melacha for the holiday. But if you need it for the holiday, we're so lenient at Hule Matchilin, and we could even, you could even start something. Or maybe, what's for the holiday or not, you could finish, however, at Hule Lob, don't start. So again, the question is, are we Mahmir so much for if it's not for the holiday that you can't even finish? Or do we say that, or we're very, very lenient? And say that if it's for the holiday, you could even start. Or do we say, no matter what the case is, you're allowed to finish but not start? Tashema. Come see from uh, from the Braithat to give an answer. A person shouldn't start with that doing a melacha, even if you plan on doing a little tiny belt. Even if it's a net for the hair. My afilu. What does that mean, afilu? Even if it's for the holiday, you could finish it at Hulelob, you can't start it. So do you understand? If it's not for the holiday, that we don't even finish. And that would be like the first uh, question of the Bayalihu. Maybe we're talking about a case where you don't need it for the holiday, and however, you're allowed to finish. Umay afilu, what does afilu mean? Afilu hane nami dezutra ninu, even these small things, the salkata tagamina, and I, I, meaning I would think that hathalatan zoigmaratan, just by starting it, you're already finished. It's like so small. Nathil beo nami lechathilari, you finish. Let them start, let them start. On, what do we care? Kamash ma'alan, that you're not allowed. So, meaning you can't bring a proof that a melacha that's not needed for the holiday. You can't finish it. There's no proof. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to bring another bright Tashema. Rabbi Meir Omer, call Melacha Shehil Tzorach Hamoyed. Any Melacha that's for the holiday, 
Gomra be'arba'asar. You could finish it on the 14th. Ematai. When can you finish it? Bizman shithil ba'kodem arba'asar. If you started before. Aveloit hil ba'kodem arba'asar. If you didn't start it before the 14th. Loit hil ba'arba'asar. Do not start it on the 14th. Afilu tzilzul katan. Even if it's a small bet. Or afilu sebachaktan. Or if it's even a little net for the air. And we're understanding. Letzorecha mo'ed in. Davka, if it's for the holiday, you're allowed to finish it. However, if it's shelo letzorecha mo'ed, you can look. You cannot finish it. The Gemara pushes away. Who had in the filu shelo letzorech nami gamian? Even if it's not for the holiday, you could finish. Mehakamashmalan and Rabbi Meir is coming to be mehadesh. The filu letzorecha mo'ed. Even if it's for the holiday, migmar in. You're allowed to finish at hulelo, but you can't start. Okay, so here's another proof. Tashema, Rabbi Meir Omer, Kol Melachashi, let's all have Moed. Anything for the holiday, Gomra Barbatsa, you let it finish it on the 14th. Veshena, let's all have Moed, Asur. And if it's not for the for the holiday, you now let it finish it on the 14th. Veosin Melacha, Bearve Pesachim, Ad Hatsot, Bimakom Shenago. And you let it work on Erev Pesach until Hatsot in a place that there was a minhag to work. Makom Shenago in. Tafka in a place where they have a minhag to work, you're allowed to work. Lo nagulo, but if they don't have a minhag to work, you're not allowed to work. Now, bottom line is, look at the the, the beginning of the Braita, that melachad, that is for the holiday, you're allowed to finish it. Ushma mina, and bottom line is, letzorech ha-mo'ed in, if it's for the holiday, you're allowed to finish. Shelo letzorech ha-mo'ed lo, you're not allowed to finish it. Shma mina. Now let's go back to our Mishnah. There's three professions that are allowed to be open until Hatzot. We said it was the, the tailors, the barbers, and the laundry people. And Rabbi Yossiya said even the, uh, the shoemakers. So now why Davka these three four? Tana. Hayatin, they're allowed to work out of Pesach. We even allow a regular layman who is not a professional tailor, he's allowed to sew regular on Hola Mu'id. Therefore, if Erev Pesach is not on the level of Hola Mu'id, if we're very lenient on Hola Mu'id with sewing, then Kol Sheken on Erev Pesach, we even allow the, the tailors to work early in the morning. Hasaparin Ve'akovsin, the barbers and the laundry people, why they let it work? If a person is coming from overseas or he's coming out of jail on the holiday, they allowed to take a haircut and they allowed to do laundry on Hola Mu'ed. And since there is a heter in some cases on Hola Mu'ed, means it's a little bit more lenient and therefore Erev Pesach early in the morning we could be lenient. Now, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Afarat Sanin, even the shoemakers, Sheken Ole Regalim, Teknim and Alenei, Hulosha Mu'ed, because the people are going up to the Regal on Pesach, they want to go up to the Bet Mikdash. they're allowed to fix their shoes on Hola Mu'ed, if that's if they're using it for the holiday to go up to the Bet Mikdash. And here you have a Mahloket, the Tosafot says that Dafka Ole Regalim, allowed to fix their shoes if they're ripped. And the Mordechai says, no, it's, uh, you know, they just, uh, Stam mentioned uh, the Ole Regalim, but really anyone who needs their shoe for the holiday, they're allowed to fix their shoe. So the question is, what's the machloka between Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda? 
So we have to say that Morsava Rabbi Yosiba Yuda holds Lemedin Tehilat Melacha Misof Melacha. We learn the the you're able to do the the beginning of the melacha fix uh, you know they're allowed to make shoes of pesach why because they're allowed to fix shoes at the end of a melacha on chola moed umor savarantana kamal en lemedin tehilat melacha misof melacha we don't learn the beginning of a melacha from an end of melacha meaning if chola moed you're allowed to fix something that is broken we're not going to let you mechatchila create a shoe on erev pesach the next mishnah moshivin. We could place eggs under a chicken in order to keep them warm or put a, ch- a chicken on top of those eggs. You could do it on the 14th. And if a chicken ran away from being on top of those eggs, bring it back. And if that chicken died, you could bring another chicken. Put one instead. You could sweep all the garbage under the feet of an animal, throw it out, move it to the side. You're allowed to take vessels that you that you have in the house to the to the person who fixes it, the craftsman. Even if it's not for hola moed. So the Gemara asks, Hashta If I could put a chicken on those eggs, or eggs under those chickens, to bring it back if it ran away, do you even have to ask about that? So Amar Abaye explains, Sefa, that second part, is Atan Lecholoshel Mu'ed, and Lecholoshel Mu'ed, you're allowed to put it back if it ran away, because it's already Davar Avet, something that you might lose if you don't take care of. And on Hola Mu'ed, you're allowed to do a melacha if you're going to have a loss from it. Amaravuna said, Loshanu, the only time you could put there the chicken, within three days of its rebelling. The, the heat of the chicken didn't go away from it. So you could still put that hen back and do something. And it has to be also three days after it was sitting on those eggs. Because it, otherwise the pasdale be'ale because otherwise the eggs will get completely ruined. Meaning we're talking about a situation where that egg that was already sat on for a couple of days, it already started forming. And if you take out the chicken, it's not going to be not edible and not a chicken. It's just going to be nothing. It's going to be garbage. Therefore, you're allowed to bring back that chicken. But three days after it ran away, you know, it's, it becomes a big pain in the neck to bring it back. That heat, that body heat already went away. And if it was within the first three days of the chicken sitting on those eggs, the eggs weren't totally ruined yet. And you could still sell those eggs to someone who would eat it. Then we don't bring that uh, chicken back to sit on those eggs. Rabbi Ami Amar, now Rabbi Ami argues and says, You could even bring it back within the first three days. So what's the mahlukid between them? Rav Huna Rabbi Ami. So you have to say, Rav Huna more, Savar have said Mirube Hashishu. The Hachamim were only lenient when it was a big loss. 
However, they've said Mu'at, uh, they don't worry about something small. And even if someone who, uh, you know, someone weird will eat those eggs and he'll buy them, we, we could, uh, we, we're going to be Mahmir and not let you bring back that chicken. Umar Sabah, they've said Mu'at, Nami Hashishu. And Rabbi Ami, who felt you could bring back those chickens even within the first three days or whatever it is, even if it's a small loss. Meaning the difference between selling a like a completely good egg or an egg that's uh, somewhere in the middle, even if it's not such a big loss, uh, we still allow you to bring back that chicken. Now the next part of the Mishnah, Gorfin Mitahat, uh, you're allowed to clean up the the area under the cow or animal's uh, feet uh, on the on the fourteenth and on the, during Cholamari, you just move it to the sides. Any garbage that's in the yard, you move it to the side. If it's in the barn and in the yard, you can take it out to the garbage. Now, this whole thing is contradicting itself. If it's in the yard, move it to the side. And then you told me that if it's in the barn or if it's in the yard, you take it out to the garbage. So which one is it? Depends. When do we take it out of the garbage? That's on the 14th. When do you move it to the sides? That's on the moed. A different answer. If the yard becomes like a barn and there's so much garbage over there that I have no room to move it to the sides, then then you can move it to the garbage. Now, in the last part of the Mishnah, you could take things back and forth from the craftsman's store. Amar of Papa, Badik Lan Rabba Rabba, tested us with the following question. Tanan, we have a Mishnah that says, Molichinu Mavi'in Kelim Ibeta Oman, you could bring vessels back and forth from the craftsman's house and store. Even if it's not for the holiday or Minhu, but we have a contradiction in the Mishnah Mo'ed Katan, En Mavi'in Kelim Ibeta Oman, we don't bring vessels from the craftsman's store. And if you're worried that they're going to be stolen, then you can just move it to a different hatser, a different yard. Meaning you're worried someone's going to break in or you're worried something's going to happen. Just take it and move it to somewhere else, but don't bring it back home. And now, over here in our Mishnah, it sounds like there's no problem bringing it back and forth. And we answered... One is on the 14th, then you're allowed to bring them all the way back to your house, and one on Hola Mu'id, you cannot bring it back to your house. Or you could say, Both of them are talking about Hola Mu'id. The Braita that says, the Mishnah that says, don't bring it back to your house, we're talking about a situation where you trust that he's going he's going to give it back to you at the end of the holiday if you leave it there. And Khan, the Mishnah that says, you're allowed to bring it back home, we're talking about a situation where you don't believe he's going to give it back to you. The Gemara brings a proof from another Braita. You're allowed to bring the vessels from the craftsman's house. Kegon hakad mi beta kadar. 
like the jug from the person who makes the jugs, Vakos Mibeta Zagag, or a cup from the person who makes the cups. These are kelim that you need to use on the holiday of a lot semer mibeta tzabah. You can't bring wool from the dyer's house. Velo kelim mibeta uman, and not vessels from the craftsman's house. So now Ligma asks, Vim enlo mayochal. And if this uh, this craftsman he has no he has no money, he needs the money from you. Get, take your stuff, give me, pay them for me, so I can go buy food. You give him his money. And you leave the thing by him. And if you don't trust him, because once he got his money, he'll do whatever he wants. Then then you put it in a house near you, but don't bring it home. And if you're worried that it's going to be stolen, then you bring it into your house, but do it in a quiet way. And we're learning from this bright that there's a difference between if you trust him or if you don't trust him. Now the Gemara has a problem with this answer. Taratsta mevi'in. You figured out the difference between uh, where it said you're, you're bringing, you're, li- you're allowed to bring, you're allowed to bring. However, molichin kasha, we have a problem with taking things, bringing things back home, we got. But what about the, the contradiction about taking things there? The katane, and mishnah and katane, we said en mevi'in, en molichin. We don't bring, and for sure you're not allowed to take uh, things there. And our mishnah, it says, you're allowed to take things to the craftsman's house. And you can't say, I trust him, not trust him. Why would you bring it to him if you're not trusting him? Rather, you have, it's clear that we have to say the way we said before, that our Mishnah is talking about the 14th. And you could take things there, you could bring things back. And Mishnah Mu'ayd Katan is talking about Hol HaMu'ayd. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.